This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. That's right. Hour two of the show comes your way here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, our free app for your phones and any of our streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as Allo Channel 951 that you can see right up there behind me on the TV. It is there. It's working in living color. You can see me. I'm Austin Norm, but more importantly, the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Strickland. Strick, you're, you're warmed up now back on the show. Is that helping the back loosen up at all? Uh, no. Ah, bummer. <laughs> I need a stretch. I need, I need a massage. I need a massage therapist just to put elbows and knees and whatever. Stand on my back. I, I don't know. Just whatever. I need, I need some, uh, you know, that, that good deep tissue elbow work right about now. We'll see if we can get you that uh, after the show as quick as we can. You've worked hard. You deserve it. And the other way to treat yourself, massage and Mary Ellen's food for the soul, uh, back open, I believe, tomorrow. So go check out Charles and his crew. What I was saying yesterday, Strick, is that uh, if it's good enough for Mike Rozier, if it's good enough for Eric Strickland, who played nine years in the NBA, it's good enough for everyone else. I mean, if, if it makes you guys happy, it's going to make everyone else happy too. Food of champions. Yeah, man, it's 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 definitely some good stuff, bro. I anybody that's listening, if you have not had the opportunity to go out to Twenty uh, Seventh and Pine Lake and just meet them, it, it's a nice little facility. It's quiet, it's quaint. Um, I mean, right now there's a lot of things you you can do a boxing party. There's there's some fun things that you can do over there if you just kind of wanted to get away from the house, do something unique and different. Once the weather continues to get good, they have a little patio uh, action. You can kind of go out there and have a little events and. Uh, do something for the office. It's it's some good stuff. So they've got a lot of opportunities for you to be able to take advantage of. Speaking of opportunities to take advantage of, we have more Lincoln Stars tickets to give away for you. Again, giving away four packs. We'll give out one every segment here on the show. Uh, the first question for you, see how much you're paying attention. How many goals did the, did the Stars score last night in their game one win? First texter in with the answer. Uh, the correct answer, the number of goals that the Stars scored last night in their win. You get four tickets to the Stars game tonight. Again, uh, that uh, puck drop is at 7.05 at the icebox. Uh, first texter in with the correct answer of goals scored. All right, Drew is our winner. Drew, you are in for the Stars tickets. I'll put your name down here, Drew. Four tickets are yours. Make sure you swing by the station and pick those up at some point before uh, end of business today. Don't worry if you didn't get this set of tickets. Again, we'll be giving away more uh, throughout the show. Probably one next segment and then one during the crossover with Old School. All right, Strick, we jumping into NBA or Nebraska spring game? Which way do you want to take this? I, I, I'd like to kind of jump into the spring game. Um, you know, there's a few texters that text in and gave us some of their thoughts, but I definitely would like to uh, 
talk about a little bit about what I saw. Um, it's starting to help the number a little bit in different rooms. We all know that, um, you know, the, the wide receiver room is, <laughs> what, over, over, over 13, 14 players. Uh, in that room, I think I want to say it's 16, but I, I, I don't I don't want to put a specific number on there because I don't know if there's been any adjustments, changes or anybody has jumped in the portal as of recently. Uh, but um, we know that uh, the quarterback room is full. Uh, we know that there's a lot of different, um, you know, places still need to be filled, holes that need to be filled in. My whole thing for watching this game was what what was going to happen in the trenches. Here's what um, I would say I wasn't happy with. One, I wasn't happy with the run game very much so. Um, definitely the turnover situation, uh, the exchanges between the centers and the quarterbacks were horrible, um, especially on the, um, um, I think, the red team. Uh, red team, it seemed like every time they touched the ball, they was giving it up. Um, I don't want to make no 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 uh statements about what <laughs> what that kind of felt like but it was not good let me just say that it was terrible um then you got to see some things i think i you know i saw some things that i was impressed with with jeff sims you know some of the throws that he was able to make uh some of the reads all good feet but um anybody on the on the uh, outside of that it didn't really give me something to be like, ooh, you know, that might be something we need to keep an eye on. Harburg every now and then, uh, but it just was a lot of inconsistency in that area. I really wanted to see what was going to happen in the trenches. I don't think I got a really good evaluation out of that. Now, some players, I, I really like Sherman. I really mm -hmm. like Sherman. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, like, I like the way he gets downhill, plugs holes, get in there, gaps, and, you know, handles business. Um Really like that. Um, nobody on the offensive end that really showed me that there was just a lot of get off, a lot of movement on up front. I like the three three five. I think that could be a good defense for Nebraska. I really do. I think the uncertainty of where where players are coming from, you know, dropping out, it's gonna make it's gonna give you an extra second for a quarterback uh, to be able to think, register, and and you know, come up with an idea of what they're trying to do to them. So yeah. Uh, there were some good things that I saw coming out of it, but those are just a few. I'll start with the offense and then switch sides to the defense. At quarterback, no one really stood out to me. I mean, Jeff Sims was fine, pretty workmanlike performance, 9 of 13, 139 yards, has a you know 38-yarder in there. He was solid, didn't do anything crazy spectacular, had that touchdown run. He looked solid. He looked fine. And to me, that's acceptable for this yeah. spring game that was pretty vanilla. No one really flashed behind him, though. To your point, Harburg, two of nine, not going to get it done. Chubba Purdy, two of four, not great. Richard Torres goes nine of 18, which was solid enough. But then, Strick, he enters the transfer portal today. So he's off the roster. I guess Chubba ends up going uh, six of 13 overall, playing for, for both teams. So, to me, it made it even more clear that the quarterback room comes down to Jeff Sims and Casey Thompson when he's healthy this fall. Casey was there. Mm -hmm. He was engaged. And whether or not it's Sims as the starter or Casey as the starter, it's one of those two guys. And I feel like you at least have a con competent backup in that situation. But again, if you get down to third string, Chubba Purdy still looks sped up. He still looks like he's rushed. Heinrich Harburg has the tools, 
but it looks like he's still trying to to put it all together mentally and and then in terms of the consistency. So quarterback was a mixed bag to me. The good and the bad for the running backs is that no one stood out. It's good. I think that no one stood out. They all look like they're in a similar spot, and I think Nebraska can win with any of them, whether it's you know Anthony Grant, A.J. Allen, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, any of those four guys I think are all solid enough. But Strick, I really wanted to see someone separate themselves. Who put in the work the previous 14 practices? Who was able to turn it on you know, when the lights turned on? Anthony Grant still ran away from contact a bit more than I'd like for a guy that's built like a bowling ball. Gabe Irvin, we never got to really see him show off that straight line speed that we heard about. A.J. Allen looked a little tentative, and Ramir Johnson is who he is at this point. So I guess on the one hand, it's good that you have four running backs that are in the same spot, but I kind of wish one of those guys would have taken a step forward. There's no, you know, I don't have no argument against that. I, I absolutely have to agree. Um, Arik Gilbert, uh, I think, dropped a really good throw. Um, didn't like to see that. Um, it was good to see um, Fedoni back, you know, and healthy and got through it. No problems. Uh, I'm still a little bit uncertain. I'm still a little bit uncertain um, in the secondary. I'm still a little bit uncertain. I, I, I still I like I like where they're going with the linebacker crew. I like mm-hmm. the, the versatility that they have there. Um, I'm still I'm still uncertain up front. And in the Big Ten, if 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 your trenches aren't aren't settled, then it's not going to be a good year for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I'll say for the defense, the fact that they weren't opening up gaps crazy gaps like they got gashed before uh in different even in the spring game that i saw last year uh i didn't see that so that's good that means some of their gap integrities are solid uh the 335 is doing what it's supposed to the uncertainties of blocking um i i would say one of the best plays that did seem to work for them in the run game was a was a stretch you know off tackle do you like the fullback situation back I, I still think he's a little bit undersized, but I understand where they're trying to go with him. They're using him. He made a couple good blocks I like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm still a little bit uncertain. I, I didn't see nothing deep. I didn't see nobody that can open up the floodgates and and, and, and blow, the, blow the doors off by uh, getting deep like Trey Palmer used to be able to. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit uncertain with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Virginia transfer, um, I think he's got I think he's got some I think he's got some potential. So I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on that one as well. Absolutely. Two catches for 39 yards, a long of 24 for Billy Kemp. I think he's going to be 1A or 1B. Marcus Washington was solid enough. Three catches for 42 yards. Wasn't featured, but I think he he took care of business. He still looks like he can take that step, and I hope for Nebraska's sake he does, because having him outside would be nice. Kemp was solid enough. The guy that impressed me, though, Strick, maybe this was just because the other guys of this position really didn't, but... Nate Burkater looks like the best tight end on the roster right now. Gilbert has those couple drops, and Fedoni hasn't played in a meaningful game, you know, since high school. So to me, mm-hmm. Nate Burkater is a starting tight end come the Minnesota game right now. Um, he's been there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is nothing new for him. He's been through. He's been there, healthy and through multiple regimes. Regimes, Frost. There's still a regime change, regardless of what you say with the Mickey Joseph situation, because they had to do some, they had to make some changes, make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they were going to handle certain things, they did did do that. 
So he's been through multiple regime changes, and yet he seems to be the most consistent guy with the ability to adjust to some of those changes that have been made and is making the most of the opportunity. On the defensive side of the ball, I love what you said about the linebackers. That looks like it could be a fun group. MJ Sherman made a couple splash plays. We think we know what we have uh, in Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich. Figuring out who plays on the defensive line or in kind of outside linebacker-ish spot, that to me is a competition to watch come the fall. Because if you look at the two freshmen that just came in, in Cameron Lenhart and Princeville Uman Mielin, those two guys made just as many plays, if not more, than anybody on the defense. And again, Strick, this is where I think it's a positive and a negative. It's awesome that Nebraska recruited guys that look like they can come in and have an impact from day one. There haven't been a lot of those on the defensive line, you know, in a minute. There haven't been those instant impact guys since really Randy Gregory. And no, he was a JUCO transfer, not even a freshman. The downside of that, though, Strick, to me, is that they're freshmen. And if they're going to survive as an outside linebacker or a defensive lineman, you know, in the Big Ten, they look college ready now, but how do they look come, you know, late October and November when they've been leaned on, you know, game after game, and then you have to play Wisconsin, and then you have to play Iowa. I I like that they have, you know, the talent and the potential, but it worries me that freshmen are some of the best players because I don't know how physically they'll be able to hold up come the end of the season. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of pressure to put on um, uh, a young group. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. And um, I think they're capable. Um, are they able to uh, stay the course throughout? Uh, I think the staff is just I think they're doing a good job of coaching and teaching and training and, and you know, keeping them engaged. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how they get started. Um, what's it going to look like in the fall? What's what's this? Um, is it a battle? Uh, or is frustration going to set in for Casey Thompson? It's unfortunate that he's been injured. It just it, it's tough to take a regime change, and and I don't care how much you study to not be able to get out there, get your timing, uh, get connections uh, with certain individuals. This is this is something that I talk about, you know, often with you know Cluster and some uh, other friends, is the difference that it makes with the relationships that are built between quarterbacks and and wide receivers. It's important. This is why I think Tom Brady and guys like this, they used to get together and, you know, they would pay and take care of them. You know, they really did, did a good job taking care of their linemen. You know, they would give them, they would gift them or take them on vacations and, you know, protect me. But they would do some similar types of things, meet up, get together with some of the top receivers and work on timing, work on places, have conversations about where you like the ball. How do you like it in these situations when a guy's here? Where do you, you know, so that they can figure out what's going to be the best place to make their receiver succeed to include me in that in that conversation. Um, And so that's the problem. Uh, Not a problem, but that's the situation I think that hurts a Casey Thompson is that you're not able. You know, he he had that with obviously. with Washington. And this is why you saw Washington was able to thrive outside of Trey Palmer because of the fact that he under, they understood each other. And this is why Geno Bell and this is why Kay Johnson up in, you know, Seattle, they've worked together. And that's a very similar thing to the comfort that Edelman had with um, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, once you develop that comfort level, 
you know, guys know that how they can go to you and what you're going to do in the response of it. And that's that's what the quarterback and wide receiver relationship's about. Let's take a call before we go to break. We go to the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Say hello to Frank. Frank, what's going on? What you got for us? Oh, I just wonder about the quarterback situation. Did you see that uh, Smothers just entered the portal about an hour and a half ago? We did see that, yes. Uh, Rico and I were talking about that uh, at the end of uh, the happy hour. And, Frank, thanks for the call. Logan Smothers is a guy, Strick, that I have a lot of respect for, sticking it out at Nebraska the way he did despite not seeing a lot of action. Um, performed admirably, you know, when he was kind of thrown into the fire due to, to injuries uh, to various starting quarterbacks. I still think the best fit for Logan Smothers is at the group of five level. I never saw anything from him that said he can consistently be a Big Ten caliber starting quarterback, but I respect him, you know, in the day and age of the transfer portal for sticking with Nebraska as long as he did. And with Smothers and Torres in the portal, now you're down to four scholarship quarterbacks. None of them all that young, but again, two guys out the door, frees up two scholarships, gets you closer. This was just some of the natural attrition that had to happen for Nebraska this offseason. Yeah, it's just it's just it's, it's part of the process. They're they're over the numbers. Um, certain areas of the team are overinflated, and uh, you got to let some air out of it. <laughs> you do. Tom Brady style. Tires overinflated. <laughs> you got to let some air out of it. So we we know you let a little bit of air out of a ball, you might win a championship. So <laughs> you got to let some air out of some of them rooms, and that's they're, they're a little bit overinflated, and that just happens to be one of them. Um, I just I didn't think for the style that you could tell that, um, you know, uh, Satterfield and and rule wanted to implement. It didn't seem that it was a fit for what Smothers, um, you know, his his skill set is. Uh, it's going to require some some accuracy, some arm strength and the ability to, to make throws. Uh, just didn't seem like Smothers was that. Uh, it didn't seem like the quarterbacks, when given the opportunity, when there were injuries, uh, none of them found their way stepping up to me. I didn't see anybody that took advantage of the opportunity that was presented for them to be able to step in and fill the space for Casey and raise their name, put good tape out there. Uh, because if you come in as a new coach and you looked at any of the tape from some of those quarterbacks that were still in the room that were left over from the Frost, uh, Frost and uh, regime, um, you, you can look at the tape and just there's nothing that excites you. Not and I don't mean that to be nasty, but I'm just I'm just being honest. There's nothing that really excited you. If you looked at the tape, you're just like, Ugh, you know, what are you going to show me <laughs> beyond what I've seen? You know what I mean? I, I think there's something to a lot of those guys, but there might not be enough. You know, Chubba Purdy, again, still looks a little yeah. sped up. Logan Smothers, questions about the arms and the durability, given the style of quarterback run that we saw from, you know, Sims and Harburg. Even questions about, you know, Heinrich Harburg. Can he take that next step? Questions about Jeff Sims. What does he look like? Can he be more accurate in the short to intermediate game? Um, how does he translate to the Big Ten? And then the health question with, with Casey Thompson. Uh, good stuff on the spring game. Keep those thoughts rolling in on the text line, 402 464 Five six eight five. More stars tickets to give away uh, next segment when we're talking NBA playoffs. Strick, we talked a little bit about Jimmy Butler and the Heat, what they're doing to the Bucks. We'll get uh, a few other headlines from out east, and then turn our focus out west. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Lakers are in a fascinating spot, as are the Kings and the Warriors. NBA playoff thoughts with the nine-year NBA veteran Eric Strickland on the other side. 